Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Kristen Corvette, author of Witches, Sluts, Feminists, Conjuring the Sex Positive, and you are listening to Why Are People Into That with Tina Horn. All right, so let's do it. Amber on this uh, <laughs> box, please. <sighs> you were choking her. You're going to say something about the pretty people. All right, with very high intensity. Welcome to the 48th episode of Why Are People Into That, the podcast you like that's going to come back in style. My guests this month are Matress Madeline Marlowe and Will Havoc, the kinky porn power couple behind Divine Bitches and many other fetish sites. They are so goddamn cute together and never cuter than when discussing one of their favorite subjects, gangbangs. This episode was recorded during my reporting trip to cover the last days of Kink.com's decade-long tenure in the San Francisco Armory. Those sex noises you just heard at the top of the show were from a hardcore gangbang Twin Peaks parody directed by Madeline and starring Will as well as Mickey Maud and a bunch of other amazing performers. Part one of this episode is more personal to Will and Madeline's relationship, focused on perhaps the most romantic DS sex work story ever told. Part two, which dives even deeper into the gangbang theme, will be in your feeds on June 15th. June is Pride Month at the Pleasure Chest. To celebrate, Pleasure Chest stores in New York City, Chicago, and Los Angeles are all hosting LGBTQ-themed workshops, including Strap-On Sex for Queers with Antoinette Elizabeth in Chicago, Queering Your Sex with Victor in LA, Suck It, Lick It, Love It Oral Sex for All Genders with Ryan in New York City, And if you're in New York City, come say hi to me and the Pleasure Chest gang at Folsom East on June 18th. We'll have a spanking booth. Visit PleasureChest.com and follow Pleasure Chest on Twitter and Instagram so you'll never miss a workshop or a chance to win sex toys that affirm the right to identity and pleasure of all lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and otherwise queer members of our communities. Follow at Tina Horns Ass on Twitter and Instagram so you'll never miss any of my podcast, article, or live appearance updates. So, prepare to be 
overstimulated and overwhelmed during part one of why are people into gangbangs? Trust Madeline Marlowe. Hello. Please just call me Madeline. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. Okay, Madeline. Um, uh, uh, I'm so glad that you're um, here in my room at the Armory. It's been mine for a week, but I don't own it. But (laughs) (laughs) it's nice and cozy in here. (laughs) Yes. Um, And um, and I, you're not you're not alone. Um, You brought someone with you. Do you want to say hi on the mic? Hi, everyone. What's your name? Uh, This is Will Havoc. Um, hi, Will. Hi, guys. Hi. This is, this is so great. Um, so uh, we're here. It is the 25th of February um, of 2017, um, and we are at the Armory. And so what that means is that today is the first day of no porn production at the San Francisco Armory. Yesterday was the last day. The last and final shoot, and we were all there. And uh, how, how are you guys both feeling about that? Um... It, yeah, uh, it's it was bittersweet. I mean, my my tenure here has been much shorter than yours, um, but I have a lot of fond memories of making porn and doing fun, crazy stuff in this building. Um, but I am excited for what you know the next step and what comes after. Yeah. Well, I've been here. Um, performing and directing um, for eight years and this building has meant so many things to me Um, I've grown as a person I've grown as an artist I've um, the camaraderie of the community here is something that's such it's it's like nothing else you know but also in the same breath, I'm going to say I'm really excited to get out of the armory. This building is big and beautiful and awesome, but there, there's times where we're like, it's so small. We have no, we've shot everything we can shoot here, you know? And um, I'm hoping that when we do leave the armory, which is, we're in the process now, that we're able to just take some of that community and, and that camaraderie and create it somewhere else. I mean, we're going to Vegas and like, you know, that the whole like queer community, the BDSM community that's so intertwined, it doesn't really exist there in Vegas. No, it does now. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of of people from LA and people from San Francisco moving over there to do production. Uh, will you talk a little bit about um, like the sites that you've directed um, here and um, and just in general for both of you, like what making porn at, uh, at king.com has meant to you in your, in your time here? 
Uh, sure. Um, well, I started off, uh, I was hired to uh, do a website called Men in Pain. And for me, I really wanted to rebrand that whole genre. <laughs> and What genre is that? Well, it's femdom. Femdom. You know, yeah. women dominating men. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Men in Pain, I felt was, I mean... It wasn't honoring femdom. We're talking about men in pain, but I wanted a name that was going to honor the women that are on top. So I rebranded it to Divine Bitches mm-hmm. and really kind of changed the the totally the way that we shoot, the costuming that we do, and just being like more uh, a lot more nuance. You know, instead of just walking in and beating a dude to a pulp, I wanted to use my sexual energy, my femme power, in a way to fuck with their minds. Yeah, that's that's sort of your trademark. Yeah, the mind and, fuck. And that was also my very first experience in porn. Yeah, we met um, on a porn set. I had his... I can hope I can say this. His cock in oh, my you mouth. Can, you can say <laughs> all the things. <laughs> all the things. Uh, okay. Yeah, you I can mean, even say the things here that you can't say. Uh, uh, I, you know, I met him. We said hello, and then his cock was in my mouth, and we were filming it. You know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we met. But actually, I, um, since I'm a director here, I, you know, sift through all of the applications that we get for people who want to potentially shoot here. And in all the years, of course, there is great people that have come through, and it's been incredible. But all of a sudden, there was Will. And I hadn't even met him yet. And I was like, I want him. I want him. I want him. I want him. And what Natalie wants, Natalie gets. <laughs> Very true. Very true. And he didn't want me at first. Oh, please. Oh, come on. You're going to you tell that story? Tell the, no, you tell the story because um, for, I think well, people find it I interesting. Mean, whatever. It's not anything. So I, Madeline booked me for Divine Bitches with her, um, and I had filled out an application and sent it in and then, you know, did the interview with Mickey and Jackie. I don't know if you knew Jackie. Um, and then she booked me, and I kind of – got cold feet a little bit, like the week before, and so I canceled. And you had never made porn before? No. So I was I was a little, but I, I was like, in my mind, I was like, what's something that I could say that I could sort of go back on later, but that won't make me sound crazy? Mm. So I was like, oh, I have a girlfriend, and she's not into it. Ugh. You know, <laughs> which is like, I, f- I figured was, that was a good thing to say at the time, which it totally wasn't true, but I just, I just kind of got cold feet. Yeah. Um, and then I think maybe two or three weeks after that, I, I emailed Bobby again and was like, I'm ready. And then, and then we, we, that was the time we shot together. It was. And I had never had, I mean, you have chemistry with your scene partners. Sure. But this was different. Mm-hmm. I was like in, a, in a, another world. I forgot the cameras were there. I didn't want the scene to end. And also, like, of course, we fucked, but... I was like going into it saying, oh, I'm going to fuck. I'm going to have his P and my V, you know, and then. I think you can say cock and pussy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was so into him where I on set 
where I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that on camera. I want to do this at home. <laughs> and how'd you make that happen? Well, uh, yeah, that was so. Yeah, that was so. That was a fun, also a funny story. We um, we had our shoot, and like that was my very first experience having sex on camera ever. Um, and I, of course, felt the same little. We had little, you know, lightning moments where she would like kind of touch my hand or. You know, she would say something, and I would get these little chills, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is intense!" And I was just like, "What?" You know, and I, it's in my mind, I'm like, "This is total fantasy land. This isn't real." You know, whatever. And I, I left the shoot, and I was like, "But," and I did. I felt something, and I knew there was something going on there. But I was like, "Don't be that guy. Don't like ask for her number because I'm sure she gets that all the time. Like, don't do that. That's weird." So I didn't. And then I was booked on TS Seduction maybe two, three weeks later with Tomcat directing. And um, I showed up to the green room and she had done a little, a little recon on me because <laughs> I have uh, an old like high school era friend of mine who, who works for Kink. Um, and she kind of figured out that I knew this guy from way back in the day and kind of went digging around. And then I showed up to the green room for that, that TSS and one of the makeup girls just handed me her phone number and said, you should call her. And I was like, oh, okay. And the rest is history? Indeed, well, yeah. yeah, we went on, on, on a date and we have been joking since that time that it's just the date that never ended. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's <laughs> largely true. And how long ago was that? Uh, it, in April will be four years. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You might be confusing the audience because you're saying, oh, well, we had sex. And I wonder yeah. what your audience is. It's, you know. Well, yeah. We had sex because I fucked you in the ass. Yeah. You, you know. Penetrated my butthole. With yeah. Cock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you did. My my cock did not go in you on set that day. Right. Um, and then when it finally did, was it special? Was it everything? <laughs> 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 yeah. It was incredible. It was. I remember um, <laughs> I took I took you out to dinner and I, I pulled out all, my so my dad was a very charming guy mm. and he always was very good about uh, teaching me and my brother how to be deferential to women and how to spoil women and he was very good at that. Um, and so I, I remember digging deep. I'm like, I got to pull out all the stops. I got to take her to a cool place. And I, I didn't know it at the time, but she, you know, she had lived in the mission a long time. She's very into really good food and stuff. And so she had been to like every cool restaurant in the neighborhood. So, I was, but I didn't know that, but I luckily chose one that she had never been to. Nice. Um, that was quite good. And, and, you know, I, uh, you know, I, remembered that you said on set that day that you liked champagne. So mm -hmm. I ordered, without asking her, I just ordered her a glass of champagne. And just li little things like that. I was trying to like be cool, you know, and like, um, it was it was a fun night. And then we, uh, a friend of mine was playing a show at Bottom of the Hill. And we went and saw his show and then, but then between, so we when we walked from the restaurant to Bottom of the Hill, like we kind of started holding hands on the way out and we were at a red light and we kissed at the red light and I was like, holy shit. Like it was kind of, fireworks. That, that, it was fireworks just like on set, but it was like we could focus on each other as opposed to, you know, the cameras. And but whatever. isn't it so interesting that we 
that moment we are all nervous you know what i mean i'm like mm. are we gonna touch each other are we yeah. gonna do this when we already had this experience like you know in a performer sense we we had already done all those things but it it, yeah. it feels different it's way different it's, you know it, it, it's funny because a lot of people who don't do i've had friends who don't do porn ask me about that like oh is don't you get jealous isn't it weird if your partner fucks somebody and then they come home to you and it's like I'm so glad that we both have that experience because I realize like, yes, having sex on camera is a lot of fun and it there's you have moments that are awesome, but it's still work and you still there's it's to a, to a certain extent it's mechanical. You show up, you do your thing, yeah, you put cocks and pussies and hands and pussies and butts and whatever, and and that's fun, but it's it's not. You're still doing a job and it's like. That's why I feel like our experience, our my first experience on camera with you was kind of so anomalous and amazing because it sort of converged those two things. And I've still, even though I've, you know, you have little moments with your scene partners sometimes, mm -hmm. and but not nothing, nothing holds a candle to that. For me. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because you didn't know it. I knew it because I had. Yeah, well, because that was I had no frame of reference right, at the right. time. And I was like, well, there's something going on. Yeah. And like just the way when I was, you were in doggy and I was fucking you from behind and that I wrapped my hands around you and mm. was, I was like, that was my little, I wanted him to know like, I'm here and I'm feeling this too, uh -huh. you know? That, yeah. that and the, the face slapping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I left yeah, you with a, a bruise on bruised cock and he said that he loved it. He yeah. loved it. It was just like, you know, we were, Tina and I were talking in the um, the Impact Play demo the, uh, the other night that um, marks are, are, are like kind of a, a badge of honor. And I didn't, I didn't get into that specific story because there was, there was lots going on. But yeah, that was when, when I walked away from that shoot and the next day I had a, she, there was one moment where she smacked my cock really hard and my cock was really hard already. Yeah. And so there was lots of blood there. So it bruised, like the head of my cock bruised. And that it was there for probably five, six days afterwards. And every time I'd like, you know, go pee or like take a shower, I'd kind of be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so romantic. Yeah, it really is. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com
Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I think that Will explains it best because oh, I do. Nice. I do. <laughs> I do. I, I really do. I, I, I want you to explain okay. it. Yeah. Um, well, I was, it's funny. I was just talking about this last night when, with, uh, with Amber Ivy because we were hanging out after the shoot across the street. And, you know, she was, she was asking me about our relationship and, 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 and I was like, you know, it's hard to quantify. And, and she got it a little bit because she's, you know, practices BDSM at home and stuff. But a lot of people who don't, don't, they don't understand that it's not like, it's not necessarily like a hard dynamic 24-7 and it's, you know, this very, um, rigid, uh, you know, for lack of a better phrase, like master servant, even though that's, you can go to that role play with it if, and, and we do, and we do sometimes, but it's much more fluid than that for us. And, and it's all the time. Yeah. And it's not, it's not necessary. like, it's hard for me to put a number on it exactly, but I, I kind of go with like 70, 30, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of, I feel where I feel like I'm at most, I'm, I would say 70% submissive. Can you give examples of like our like mm, yeah. fluidity sure. in our natural environment, natural yeah, yeah. days, like an example, you know? I, and we play these little games, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Tell daddy thank you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there'll be little things like that where... Or as you wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that's from Princess Bride. I know. But, but examples, yeah. an example in our yeah, day. So I'm also kind of like service bottomy. Like I like to do things for her. Like what if that's cooked dinner? I just like to cook, but I like to cook. F- I like the I like pleasing you a lot. Yeah. Um, and even if it's something just as simple as cooking dinner for me. I mean, people do. I mean, that's a, just a normal thing. But it's just it's known like when he's doing that and I'm like over there like. Oh, you're doing a good job, princess. Mm. And okay, here, daddy. Are you? You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. there. It's just sometimes we natural. even play with that, where like I'll cook dinner in just an apron and nothing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Or, <laughs> or or like I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, another. Or like if if we go out, if we're out shopping, and you like buy me a little something, and I always say thank you, daddy. Yeah. Like you know, stuff like that. Um, and then, and it, I mean, it spills over, obviously, into our personal sex life. Yeah, our sex life is very, like, we don't, just like you were saying, like, we had sex on set the first, and a lot of people who don't, aren't familiar with, with BDSM or queer sex, they don't, it doesn't compute to them that, like, anything that isn't P and V is not sex yeah. to them. So, like, yeah. um, you know, I consider... A lot of things to be sex that's a broad that's a broad category to me including mutual masturbation yeah. me fisting your ass um like me talking dirty to you while you stroke your cock mm-hmm. uh i mean any of those you know what i mean I, I mean, I of course <laughs> yeah like all i mean any i love that i love that i've been with you know partners who don't understand that and um any intimate interaction personally with you that I have it's it's set you know mm-hmm. I count it as sex it's sex it doesn't matter yeah and um 
And some t and within that sort of fluid dynamic is sometimes I I can feel you need you need sometimes every once in a blue moon you you have that like I've. I remember one time I was going down on you and for some reason I got the idea in my head. I was like, she wants me to fist her right now. And mm -hmm. I kind of, I don't know why, I just kind of knew it. Mm -hmm. Remember that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and, and so I just kind of warmed you up and, and then went for it. And then I like come kind of slip into this more submissive role, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, it's, it's not so strong. Our, our DS relationship is understood and it's just not, structured where it's like okay we're waking up and now you have to give me five spankings and we have to be in you know mm -hmm. it's really just a part of who we are mm -hmm. naturally and i think that's why we work so well yeah it was just it's just so natural yeah and and i yeah i enjoy i there's a big part of me that gets off on like you telling me what to do well, even if it's a totally non-sexual context like but it we in our i mean i just have we, to look at we, him and 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 it's just known you know mm -hmm. you're gonna go make me a cocktail mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go you know whatever it's the easiest you're gonna go pick up the laundry mm -hmm. and i get i get like a little a little tingle and i'll spank him on the butt and then he's gone you know he goes and does his thing yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank you, guys. It makes it makes so much sense to me, and it's also really nice to have. It's just nice to have these conversations. And yeah. Nice to hear you guys looking at each other and talking about all this stuff. Anyway, oh, I Yay. feel so romantic. Yeah. Um, so cozy right now. Yeah. Um, I love. I love love. <laughs> Um, so speaking of love, mm -hmm. I want to talk about gangbangs. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. Do you love them? Are they love? Yeah, I do love them. Yeah. they are my go-to jerk-off material. Did I tell you guys that yesterday? Maria said that to us yesterday. Yeah, I think maybe you did too. I probably did. Yeah. Um. So a little bit of context about yesterday. Mm -hmm. So yesterday was the last day of porn being produced here at the San Francisco Armory, which kink.com has owned for 10 years. Um, and the scene that you guys were shooting was for the website Hardcore Gangbang. Mm -hmm. And um, we shot, well, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what we? I was around. We, I was uh, around all day. You were around all day, I, and you were. I mean, you were so helpful. Well, uh, <laughs> Will is not the only one who likes to make themselves oh. useful <laughs> and gets tingly um, being uh -huh. helpful to people who are worthy of my help. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, but so yesterday, um. Uh, a lot of people were involved in shooting a scene all day. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of filmmaking set up. Um, in fact, I um, very distinctly remember um, Madeline saying after hours of 
of all of the sort of like plot and the B-roll and the, the dialogue and the script that you wrote and the setup, um, then it was time to actually start shooting the sex. And you were like, now that I've gotten off <laughs> on all of my filmmaking, uh-huh. now the boys are allowed to get off. Yeah. Um, and, and the girl too, um, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> um, and um, uh, so um, it was, an, I've, ne- I've never... I've never watched a gangbang before. I mean, I've watched. Live. A, I mean, I guess that's not true. <laughs> I know. I'm I've, like you must have. I've never. I've never watched a gangbang quite like that before. And I've. I guess I've. I've never been on a porn set all day that I was not technically like involved in the production. Um, so it was very eye opening, um, and. So I want to talk about why are people into gangbangs? Mm-hmm. And I also want to just talk about like the experience of shooting them yeah. for a living. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah. um so let's start with um a general why do you guys both think that people are See, also, there's the question of, like, participating in a gangbang and watching a gangbang, because probably more people are going to watch gangbang porn than ever um, participate in one. But why don't we start by your definition of what is a gangbang, and then why are people into that? Let me start? Sure. Yeah. Uh, my definition of a gangbang. <laughs> um I've, I've, you know, I've shot a lot of movies that could be, or I, def- <clears throat> I define as gangbangs. We've, you know, there's been five women with, you know, strap on cocks, fucking a submissive dude, and that's a gangbang. Mm. I myself had been, I've been gangbanged by uh, a group of TS women. Mm-hmm. That's a gangbang, but. What we were shooting, I mean, if this is in the context of what we were shooting yesterday, this was one woman with five men, um, one cis woman with five men, and what's my definition? I'll just add quickly that, so for, because I've been booking the models for for you for that site for the last couple of months, and... In, within the industry, or for for that for hardcoregangbang.com, uh, what I typically tell the models is that it's for for that site. It's five guys on one girl. There is a um, you know air quote forced BJ scene. Um, there's deep double penetration, and there's usually some bondage of some kind. Or some sort of like a BDSM dynamic. dynamic. Yeah, and uh, and then you know all the dudes pop. All five dudes come yeah. on her and so or or in her in some shape or form. That's usually our sort of that's parameters. Like por- that's like the porno structure. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's the hardcore gangbang version. Yeah. Um, what I think is interesting is um, it's. it's from a feminist point of view, you know, Please. yeah, um, and people might not, if they watch it, they might not realize that these women are coming to me and they're picking their fantasies. Mm-hmm. Yes, please talk about that. You know, the, I, I have all these women and we, I've kind of structured the site where 
I wanted them to collaborate with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because one, once things hit, you know, we're, we're editing and we're chopping it up and, and whatnot, it, it, something, sometimes it can look very um, extreme, yeah. you know? But I spend all this time in pre-production talking to these women asking what their fantasies are and trying to take it just, you know, over and above. And they often, these women want to be able to let go, release, and have a safe space to be able to have those fantasies where they can be in a very vulnerable position and five men are coming at them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's when you put all the pieces together, it's magical. And I have these, cool. I have these women, and I've shot, you know, I'm directing all these other sites, but this is, is this is something unlike ever, anything I've ever directed. And often these women come back to me and say, "Oh my God, I've had these fantasies. I wanted to be taken down. I wanted the feeling of being forced, but still be in control. And you gave that to me." And it was the best day of my life. Like I've had, I have women say that to me, a lot. And it's 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 uh it's incredible. And I and I I feel like sometimes people might watch it and be like, that's really extreme. But there's so much going on in the background and in the in the collaboration at yeah. the beginning and and um, just creating this safe space for this woman to literally let go, be choked, be fucked hard, be, have all of her holes filled. I mean, have her feel like she's trying to get away, like human bondage. And, Mm. and, and it creates this adrenaline and usually they're shaking. Like Mm. last night, Amber, I don't know if you noticed if you were watching the interview and she actually had never experienced, she's like, why am I, I'm shaking. I'm, I, I can't, and her, her mouth is, is quivering. is quivering and, and we were asking her questions and she was like what yeah but yeah. not in a checked out disassociative way but just like so much adrenaline yeah, yeah. And she i think even was able to articulate that. yeah yeah she was like i just have so much adrenaline i what you know but yeah. she was she was like present but also like just starry-eyed yeah. yeah yeah exactly um well i mean i know you can you can one thing also that's i think a part of why the gangbangs that I shoot are so magical is also there's the costuming and like before we start, you know, she's the makeup and the costumes and I go oh, above and beyond with the writing the script and setting up like I, I ask them, what does that space look like to you that you want this fantasy to happen where you want this fantasy to happen? And I just pull out every resource I possibly can mm-hmm. for these women. Um, there's there's one thing that is interesting to me that I was thinking about yesterday with the concept of a gangbang as opposed to group sex because I was talking to Amber and she was saying that she's had a lot. Amber Ivy was the a female performer on the shoot yesterday. Um, and I was asking her if she'd ever been gangbanged before. And she said, no. And then I asked if she had ever had group sex before. And she said, oh yeah, lots of times. Mm-hmm. So it made me realize that part of the 
definition of, of, of the gangbang, even just in terms of like how it's defined in terms of the site or how it's done here at the armory is um, uh, that the focus, it's, it's several people focusing attention on one person of, and the gender dynamics can be configured in different ways. But the idea is that like one person is, is, is bottoming essentially Mm -hmm. like one person is, for example, sucking all the dicks. One person is getting all their holes filled one, you know, and perhaps like the submissiveness or like masochism of that person's like role at the center may vary. Um, because obviously sometimes being the center of attention in that way can be like, it doesn't have to be submissive at all. In some ways it could be, you could imagine it being a total dominant, uh, idea of like a goddess being worshipped, right? And just like all of you are under my control and are going to give me exactly what yeah. I want, which in a way also is the dynamic. If we... like what she wants to, even if she, we were like we were talking about in the class the other day, the idea of like, um, like being a like being a dominant bottom or being a dominant masochist, right? Like, um, and all of all of that. Like, I mean, and and those um those dynamics and the way if you can create a situation where they're allowed to flow it creates like so much exciting energy anyway <laughs> yeah well yeah we've i was definitely shot the, the, i mean what yeah what you were talking about we've done almost that exact scenario where the girl is like a witch and she's putting these guys under her spell and and you know, mind fu- mind fucking them into fucking her. You know, awesome. um, we've definitely yeah, done and that. We've, of course we've had like we've done like the Greek goddess and yeah. you know those kinds of scenarios. And and it's in in and she's getting you know ravished by five men, but she's like fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. You know, like yeah. and and more cock, more cock. You know, more. You know, they're and that's. That's that's pretty dominant. Thanks for listening to episode 48. Tune in on June 15th for part two. Follow at Tina Horns S on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes, etc. Take a few seconds to write a review. You know it really helps us out. And tell your friends about the show. Visit wirepeopleintothat.com to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to our entire archive. As ever, Wire People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly. Tina Horn. Our theme song is by Vivid Windows from Oakland, California, and this project is supported in part by my generous and ravishing patrons. Fill every hole you've got by pledging patreon.com slash Tina Horn. Until next time, I'll be pulling you down off your pedestal. Down. Oh,
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 